Let's see if I got everything. I got my tea, I got my notebook, I've got my pen, I've got my glasses, I've got my phone. Yep, I got everything. So let's get started. Today we're going to speak about the Ukraine conflict. You are listening to Advice from a Dirty Old Man and this is your host, Dirty Old Man. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. So this seems to be the new trend, Ukraine. Now, uh, the media, the government, the spokespersons, all the talking heads on TV, on radio, and many, many, many podcasts are only speaking about the Ukraine conflict and how Russia is uh, about to, um, to invade the Ukraine and destroy all its uh, institutions and, and take Ukraine back. 500 years in time and make it a medieval and the Russians are evil and Vladimir Putin is a is an authoritarian fucker which he is yes he is but uh, nevertheless that's um, that's just the tip of the iceberg it is just the tip of the iceberg now let's see how this works now we've just gone out of a pandemic right they have bombarded us they have fucking filled our heads and consciousness with false, mostly false information, uh, useless mandates, uh, irresponsible vaccination projects, uh, separateness between the vax and the non-vax, COVID passports, stay at home, don't mingle, don't get together with your family, uh, how to deal with people who disagree with you, uh, no arguments. So we've just come out of that bubble of, uh, of incongruence, of uh, bullshit, and uh, what I've noticed is that little by little through social media and through people I speak to, well, the bubbles is beginning to burst. A lot of people are asking a lot of more questions. A lot of people are noticing that most people on, um, on emergency rooms and hospitals are vaccinated people and that unvaxed people are not as dangerous as they thought they would. I'm talking about regular people finding this out because the media continued with its insistence on on, uh, on how we, the unvaxxed, me, completely unvaxxed, present a clear and present danger to, uh, to society because we were the transmitters, first they said, and we were the un- insolidary, they said. We were the, um, the selfish people who didn't care, and they began comparing us. What if uh, they hadn't done the polio vaccine? You wouldn't have vaccinated too. What about your kids? What about the kids? What about the children? What are we going to do about the children and all that bullshit, right? Uh, So that took about over two years. And now, well, they're seeing that the the social consciousness is beginning to wake up. As I said, a lot of people are asking questions. A lot of people are starting to be able to speak um, loudly on social media and on the Internet through podcasts, through blogs. A lot of more people uh, who have um, inside information, a lot of experts are now allowed to speak. So people are having a broader. So the the powers that be, which are the the corporate interests, the media, the governments are now like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Because we are now, uh, we are now used to them uh, obeying for, for us, for them to expect something from us to feed them. They need fear or something. So they began with this Ukraine bullshit. 
Okay, so this Ukraine bullshit, first of all, it's been good. <laughs> first of all, uh, a lot of people, and, and I say this because I have spoken to a lot of people about it. I go around speaking about these things. Yes, I do. Uh, they're unaware that this Ukraine conflict has been going on for decades. Okay, uh, Russia and Ukraine have almost permanently been in conflict, uh, even for the gas, for the for the anti-Russian sentiments, for the pro-Russian sentiments, for Crimea, for their strategic bases. It's been going on. I, I remember in the 80s, in the early 80s, my parents discussing the Ukraine issue with uh, with their friends in, in, in home gatherings. So this is not a new thing. What is new is that the Western governments through, the, through NATO uh, are now thinking that, well, since we don't have the pandemic and then we need some source of revenue and we need an enemy, we need, we, you know, we need some control, then, then how about we offer the Ukraine a, 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 a NATO military base you know, and protect them from the Russians? Like they, they haven't done this for 40 years and now all of a sudden they, this is what they want to do. Uh, so, um, again, I'm no expert in this. I'm talking out of my ass. I'm talking out of my own experience. But uh, I think that, uh, again, the media is only portraying one and one only opinion about this, which is ours. Now, uh, the, what, I, what I saw is that the media has been marinating the public for weeks, simplifying the nature of the conflict, demonizing Putin and glorifying our ideas. So deep does the media dwell on these issues, it is as, the, as if the conflict has already began. Now... In the past two weeks, NATO has poured vast amounts of high technology, weaponry, and training the UK army. What the fuck, man? From the Russian, imagine if you were Russian, okay? If you were a Russian living in Russia, which I know, as far as I know, nobody that I know has ever lived in Russia. The only guy I knew died a few years ago, but anyway. Um, so, from the Russian standpoint, you know, if you're there and you're seeing, okay, so. Uh, uh, NATO and Western governments are introducing billions and billions and billions of dollars of high-tech defense equipment into, into the Ukraine, just in our border with, with the Ukraine. Would you see this as a defensive thing or as an attack? You know, imagine, ima imagine now Russia would start putting uh, cannons, anti-missiles and tra trained troops and all those gadgets in the border. Let's say I live in Spain in the border with France pointing to Spain. How would we take this? As a defensive measure? <laughs> no, we would take it as an attack. But uh, we are not showing this to our, um, to, our, to our people. You know, We're telling just the other side. Russia is about to invade Ukraine. Russia is about this. Or Putin. Look at Putin. He's an asshole, which he is. But uh, in this particular one, I must also add that we are no saints. We are no saying, especially the countries involved in this, the UK and the United States, which have long time proved that they have supported, financed and maintained the worst dictatorships on earth. You know, Latin America, Vietnam, Laos, Granada, Cuba, Venezuela, Bolivia, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Ecuador. Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Panama, every single fucking country in the world, they have fucked up. And let's not forget about the Middle East. They suddenly decided because 
or they have weapons of mass destruction, to invade the whole of the fucking Middle East, fucking it up beyond belief, and then just leaving. Once they made all the profit, they just left. So these are the people who are we supposed to trust. These are the people who are somehow uh, filtering their interests in this war, in conflict, through the media to us. These are the people who are feeding us the information that we need to know. No, we don't need to know. We need to know what's really happening. We need to find out for ourselves. We need to have uh, critical thinking. You know, we're adults. At least I am. Most people I know. But no, the media does not conform to any of that. Now, what do we know about Russia? We don't know shit about Russia. Completely nothing. Nothing Nothing that's um, outside of what our media tells us. You know? And the media are controlled by corporations and people who have tremendous con um, interests and benefits from this conflict. So th these are the first ones to, uh, who will attack critical thinking. Now, huh. so where have we heard this story before? Yeah, it's kind of repeating itself. It just seems that history gets forgotten so quickly. Because no? the motto behind the Russia-Ukraine conflict is that uh, the underdog is facing threat from an authoritarian regime. We must come to its rescue with military response. Again, Chile, Brazil, Argentina, Ecuador, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica. Maybe Costa Rica. Yeah, also Costa Rica. I can, I can, go, I can throw that example. Guatemala, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan. The, the list just goes on and on and on. It's always the same fucking excuse and it's always the same interest. We go there, we fuck it up. And if we can't put a guy in charge with our interests um, upheld, then we just fuck the country up and, and close it down and don't allow anything to go in as we do in Venezuela and Cuba. We just put it on economic lockdown and then uh, send shitloads of pictures to our people saying, oh, look what this guy is doing. People are hungry. Oh, people don't have a toilet paper. They, they rarely have internet. Oh, they can't afford a McDonald's. Yeah, well, well <laughs> you know where I'm going for this. So uh, again, for the Ukraine and Russia issue, the choices put forward are just military action or non-military action, which the message is it would mean the abandonment of Ukraine. The abandonment of <laughs> do, do you see this also? I mean, even with the best intentions, let's say, let's say that, that the intentions are good, that it's really something going on. So not interfering would be the abandonment of Ukraine. So what have we done in the past 40, 50 years? Just getting ready for today or just ignoring it? But now that it's of our interest, now we want to support them. So what's going to happen next? So what's going to happen uh, if there's a conflict? Has anybody ever thought about this? Are we, as a society and as a group, so imbecile, so mentally retarded as to not be worried about what the result will be with the conflict with Russia? That's how fucking stupid they want us to be. That's how fucking imbeciles society is and has been for a long time. It's always been there. The results of a conflict with NATO and Russia would be an open fucking war with no end to it. <sighs> if we only had half a brain, if we only had half a brain. Uh, I'll repeat, in the meantime, in the last week, the US has made four enormous, humongous military 
um, shipments to the to the Ukraine. The United the European Union has uh, given the Ukraine billions and billions of uh, euros to train their uh, troops and to invest in um, in, in lethal weapons. Uh, don't for a moment think these billions and billions of euros are a gift. No, baby, they are a loan. So they'll get him back one way or another. You know. So again, the four shipments made by the NATO, this are, are uh, from um, from from American and and, and, and English uh, ships and uh, transportation means, are provoking such a turmoil in the military defense industry that these guys are having orgasms as the pharmaceuticals are with the pandemic. Defense uh, corporations, defense uh, factories and producers are, are, are just jerking off each other. They're jumping naked. They're, they're, they just can't believe how much fucking benefit they're getting of this. They have the, the Lockheed Martin, one of the main producers, has informed their investors that good times are on the horizon. You know, and uh, Raytheon, another uh, military uh, factory, military products factory, whatever the fuck you said, has uh, has insisted um, in uh, their investors that if they have any influence on media or pundits, that they should use it in order to provoke this war because it will bring incountable benefits. And then they have the experts. Okay, so uh, here in Spain, we're very neutral about that. We do have them, but not as not as obvious as the UK or the US, for example, in which they bring the experts to, um, well, to to give us their point of view, to provide their expertise and their educated guess as to what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, these uh, these experts, and I'm using air quotes here, are usually ex Pentagon or ex government officials. You know who are now in the military uh, factories in the military corporations payroll. Okay, so these are our experts. You know, people who are now being paid by Lockheed Martin, by Raytheon, and by other military corporations. And these are the people who come on TV as ex-Pentagon officials, which is true, but are now being financed by the military um, uh, corporations. And they give their, their, their educated opinion, which in every single case is war is inevitable. War is imminent. Actually, they, they act as if war has already started, that there's no other way that this could be solved. No other way. And I don't know about Putin because they don't tell us much about it. And it's very hard to, to, uh, to find uh, news about Putin and what's happening in Russia. But... I doubt that he's doing the same. The very few things I've seen about him, he's uh, he's making a lot of sense, regardless of what a fucking asshole he is. I'm not going to deny that, and I'm not defending him, but every single argument that I've heard makes a lot of sense. So one of his arguments is, um, well, in, the, in, in 1989, when Germany was reunited, uh, Gorbachev made a deal with uh, Reagan that uh, NATO would not expand beyond Germany. You know, and ever since that first day, NATO began expanding again um, away from Germany towards the east. So that's one thing. And then he goes over to say the maybe I'm simplifying it too much. I'm sorry. I'm also limited. But he also went ahead and talked about the fact that what if the the, the Russians would be putting defense missile and sting 
sting whatever bullets in, in, in the Canadian or Mexican border towards the United States? Would that be considered a provocation? Would the United States allow it? Well, that's what the United States is doing in Russia, in the Ukraine. So um, let's, let's round it up. I just wanted to make this quick podcast on, on this. Let me have some ginger tea. Hold on. Uh, I should get sponsored by some kind of ginger thing. I think ginger is one of the best inventions. <laughs> inventions. One of the best discoveries ever made. It is fucking delicious once you get used to it. That sting in your throat. That <laughs> and it's super healthy for you. So anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that. So that makes me question reality. Now, what, what, what is reality? Now, um, this, is, this is a good question to ask, I think. Is it what we experience or is it what, what we are witnessing or what they tell us to, to, um, to, to, to see or to, 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 to consider real? Because you know, the, there is no real reality anymore. We are all living in a constructed, constructed reality, a presented reality by the powerful to defend their interests. So it was the pandemic, it was weapons of mass destruction, the pandemic, now war, now... And we chew and engulf anything they feed us. Well, I'm hoping that at some point all this will change. And um, let's make one thing clear. I am not defending Russia and I am not defending Putin. I think he's a murderous piece of shit. But so are we. <laughs> so are we. So why do I have to choose? So if I have, if I have to choose between two fucking murderers, I'll... Keep the guy who murders at home, not the guy who goes around the world murdering. At least let him stay at home, you know, but don't go around. That's what we do. We go all over the world in the name of democracy, freedom, and protection, killing millions and millions. Just look at Afghanistan and Iraq and Libya, what we've done there. It's inhumane. If there's ever a trial, and there's an honest human trial, shut up. These people should be beheaded and tortured to death because what we've done in this country is absolutely inhumane. But yet, here we are defending our rights to do it, defending our, um, our credibility, you know, and still pushing through media, media, social media, TV, radio, and all that bullshit, our democratic message, our freedom for all message. And don't get me started with the truckers in Canada, okay? Uh, just a little note on this, but it's the most incredible thing that I've ever seen. Justin Trudeau, a guy who I thought would be, well, he was young, beautiful, smart. He had the, you know, he had some thing going, you know. Okay, at least young people, you know, this fucker man turned out to be the the worst authoritarian piece of shit. You know, to the point of now wanting to to um, confiscate the bank accounts of people who don't vaccinate. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways, man, this is not going well. This is not going well. But anyways, I'll leave you with that thought. And uh, I'm going to finish my ginger tea. I have to walk my dog. I'm still here in Palau de Santa Maria. Uh, de Palau Turdera, and uh, I hope you guys have a great day. I love you all. Keep well, keep safe, watch out for each other. Love you all.